What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Presented by Curry.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. everybody welcome back hope you all had a great week um uh as usual we have some news but uh we got quite a lot of things actually boiling right now here um between all the projects we're doing um but the the two that i'm gonna hit on today because i really had to break this apart and make it so that um i could fit it back to the normal time um I did a piece, I recorded a piece a couple days ago with the rideshare professor, Torsten, and regarding safety. And I'm going to play that piece. And then on the other side of it, I'm going to discuss what happened with Prop 22 this weekend um, in some detail. So it's not going to be a whole dragged out thing. I've got some bullet points that I'm going to make and... uh, after that, we'll have to see where it goes from there because, you know, it's a messy, sticky situation. And um, anybody who tells you they already know what the outcome is or how it's going to be played out is 100% wrong, no matter what they're saying, because we just don't know, especially with these companies. But before I get into that, um, I am going to run my piece with Torst, and I think that uh, him and I had a great conversation um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really happy to, uh, have, have got him on the, the podcast to discuss this because, um, we were both a little limited in time when we did this. We only had like a half hour from the very start to the very end and the recording was, had to be placed in, in there. And, um, and I think both of us left it like, oh, we want to keep going here, but we were both in a little bit of a time crunch. So, uh, but we did agree that both of us wanted to do this again. So you'll we'll have him back on. He was a great guest. And, uh, yeah, it was really fun to have him on the podcast. So um, let's, let's start with that, and then I'll come back on the other side. All right. So I'm very happy to have uh, Torsten, the rideshare professor, on the show this week. That um, He brought up a issue that hit really home to me and i want to first of all i want to thank him for coming on so thank you for coming on this week and i appreciate you having me on your show i like the name rodeo it says it all <laughs> right? wild rodeo Good. right because we never know what's going to happen exactly. <laughs> um but yeah so you know i've watched your youtube channel for a long time and i think we both hit on that same audience quite a bit um, yes. You know, I just I think a lot of the people who listen, who watch all your videos, you know, I get a handful anyway who listen to the full podcast because podcasts are a little bit different. But yes. nonetheless, um, I think we follow a lot of that same crowd and a lot of mentality. But especially here about a week ago, you did a piece. And I want to lead into that by saying that in 2019, I kind of had the same passion. I mean, I still do. I, you know, I've had Lenny from independent driving guild and other people who we talk about the issue of violence, carjackings, all this that's going on and how it's even going on at a larger number with less drivers right now, which is very odd. You know, it's just society, but in, in 2019, I don't know if you remember this story. This was in Arizona, right outside of Phoenix. There was a 39 year old woman, Christina Hawato, you remember this at all? I remember that story. Yeah. She was a driver for Lyft. She was yeah. um, in her third trimester pregnant and 20 yes. year old uh, Fabian uh, Durazo was in her car and had him, had her take him to uh, a long-term parking lot at the Phoenix airport. When they got there, there was nobody else there. And he stabbed her repeatedly in the stomach knowing yeah. she was pregnant 
and never stabbed her in the head. Just that sick mentality threw her out of the car. The police got there. She was dead. He had stolen the car and was going the speed limit, just heading to California. They hit the lights. He pulled over, said he did it, the works. And it really drove me nuts. It got about one day's publicity in, in the newspaper in Phoenix. And then about a month later, uh, what, what was her last name? Samantha Joseph, the, you know, say my name campaign. Yes. Samantha yes, Joseph, yeah. Samantha Joseph. And I feel horrible for her and what North happened there as well. Yeah. yeah. But however, she was in every newspaper everywhere for getting into the wrong car drunk. And I only, I had to dig one article on this driver who was stabbed repeatedly in a, in a very, just even the police officer statements were like some of the worst thing they've ever seen. Right. And I just wonder, you know, she, here she is getting this and it, it just, it was that and ever since I've still had the passion and the drive for it, but I, I, and I know you have too, but I think I've, I noticed in your videos last week and I think they were great. I think really you did a great job, but I felt that passion in you that I felt in me when this happened. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you can explain how why that passion happened and what because no, I, I I I grew up in a country with a lot of violence. I'm, I myself I've I've seen horrific things with you know my own two eyes and um and it 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 shook me up as a youngster and I always vowed to do things about it. So you know it, it, especially you know protecting the poor um, African population down in South Africa that were brutally attacked in that. So I always, I've always been an advocate for safety. I'm always, you know, I always stand up against the bully. I always uh, fight the big boys and I'm not afraid because, you know, um, if, 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 if people knew what I'd been through and what I've seen, you know, they, they, they would, they would understand me better, but you know, for me, it, th- this is a job, right? You have, you have two CEOs on the top that are getting insane salaries, insane salaries. They, the one guy lives, has his own private island and spends $2 million on security. And obviously he spends that type of money because uh, the decisions he makes out, they affect a lot of lives in a, in, a, in, a, in a negative way. And the one thing, I mean, they call him the math guy. You know, you, I always talk about him, Dara Koshashawi, and I'm not afraid to be very vocal and go after these companies and call them out. And that's really, that was a, that, you know, last week, being on five different channels. I mean, the, the two of us, um, uh, Yi Lu and the, the, the Chinese guy from Shanghai and myself, I mean, we, we drove around multiple ca- counties meeting with all these TV reporters. And I said, listen, we got to, we got to meet with them all. And, you know, yeah, I, I, know I watched you know, all of, I watched I, all I, of the I know, videos. I know you want to go to San Francisco, but the people want the story. We got to go to Riverside. We got to go to Orange County. We got to meet them wherever they want to meet us. You, you you cannot go to San Francisco yet. You you got to go with me seventy two hours, and he did that, and it was good because, you know, lucky the guy didn't lose his life because that guy flipped and wanted to crush that guy's skull, and he was lucky that he fell into the car and the, and the car actually absorbed most of the um, of of the impact, right? But um, still, you know, still insane though, still insane. insane. And if you look at you look at the incident in, in, in Phoenix where the, 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 the girl was stabbed in the stomach, right? When you look at the, the North Carolina one when, when she stabbed a hundred times. Right. Um, these, are, these are sick individuals running around in society, right? They believe they're above the law. They believe they cannot be caught, right? Yeah. And, and they commit these sick crimes. Now, yes, they're out there doing this, but the, the, the companies know this and, and they have the opportunity to tighten up the systems wherever they can. And this is all about money. This is about spending money in the right places, right? And, and, and this guy that I love so much, you know, the, the, the Dara Koshashawi guy. <laughs> don't worry. Don't, don't worry. Um, we, we, we dump on him here often too. So, <laughs> and, and you know he's um he's I got um, I got no problem with picking on the math, guy, the math guy, right? So you know he he tightens all the screws and saves where he can. But this is an area where he's saving in the wrong place, and this is an area where you know I, I got to say it: the guy's got blood on his hands. It, it's too easy to open up an account. It's it's too easy to get on that platform. I'm doing a video tomorrow morning. 
there's an interaction between a rider and a driver and the, and, and the riders and the, the rider that books a trip for her son says, please pick him up at the prison. He's being released. And the driver says, I'm not going there. You know what I mean? They're like, what, what type of situation are you putting me in lady? Right. Yeah. And, and, and this, this shouldn't happen. So you have AI and um, they, 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 AI should catch these type of conversations. If it catches anything of this nature, they can program it. Right. They, they should have pictures up there. They, mm -hmm. they could definitely vet, vet the passengers. And you can't just go out and get a prepaid visa card or a gift card to get on the platform because the guy behind me in the back seat, who knows what his or her history is. Right. Right. And so it, it's their responsibility to do everything and anything to protect us. And it's both sides. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm advocating for safety for drivers and riders. There, there's a lot of drivers on this I, platform. Shouldn't I, heard, be on I heard that from you, and I agree with you on that. Not no, every, I mean, too, too many advocate for one or the other. It is both. Yeah. And, I mean, you, 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 you may have passed a background check as a driver and got on, but you may have other sick, um, uh, you know, ideas of, okay, well, I'm going to go, you know, pursue someone and assault someone or rape someone. So it, it works both ways. You know, it's, I, I can't just point the fingers at the riders but when when this guy when i when i saw that he got lucky and survived this one because this this 23 year old that beat him was going to beat him to pulp he just his yes. he, and it was and he hit him again and again and again with a pipe and he just, he was just lucky that he fell in the car and got out of the situations a lot of people that don't know how to handle those situations end up dead right, right? And, and i mean you you and, and i you know, just and you just don't know you just, you, just you just never know. I say yeah. this all the time. You never know who's getting in your car. Be not, don't do this, but be very, very careful. Don't just be lackadaisical you, you and pull up to places. I mean, you, have to, you have to go in with the attitude. Anything could happen to me tonight, right? You, you can't have this casual, oh, you know what? I'm going to go and do a three, six hour shift, have fun and make some money. You got to go in saying and, and, and knowing that this is a dangerous environment and be on the alert all the time. And I, I know that feeling growing up in South Africa where I had a 360 degree radar at all times. I would drive through red traffic. Like, <laughs> and I right. got ambushed. I got shot at. I got, I, people try to stab you. So you, you have to go in with that mentality. It doesn't mean you have to be paranoid. It doesn't mean you have to live your life in fear. But when you're getting in that car and you're about to, ne about to pick up that next driver, what am I driving into here? What do I see? What do I observe? Mm -hmm. um, you know, in this case, there was a huge pile of crap DJ equipment that the guy wanted in the car, and 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 the driver did the right thing. I mean, we're not a we're not a U-Haul, right? We're not a, a a low budget transportation company, and you know that's why I drove that message home because I was in the situation several times where I drove in and I said, "Sorry, I can't put all of that stuff in your car," right? And mm -hmm. I got a bit of aggression coming my way and I just canceled and left. Other people, you know, you got a big guy picking on a little guy or a guy on a girl, you know, you're going to take this stuff. And if you don't take the stuff, you heard the guy, I'm going to fire you. And then he just goes and loses his control. So yeah. they have to, they have to stop this right now that if, if a driver ends up in that situation, it is not our duty. They have to spell it out clearly to riders, by the way, it's not the driver's responsibility to cart your belongings, your gym equipment, your, if you've been kicked out of a roommate situation, right. we don't have to take all your clothing. We'll gladly yeah. take you to the airport. And if you, and bike. if you do have a little bit of an extra load, call us. Yes. Sometimes yes. we're very yes. fine with that. We just want to hear that you're sane <laughs> and that you have a reason. And if we, and if we need to, we'll cancel. If not. Yeah. I mean, good, Good, uh, meaningful conversation, text back and forth. You can, you can read a lot between the lines, right? But, yeah. but driving into a situation at night or yeah, uh, you know, the de destination. Or, or you have a fake name, you know? I, I mean, all the years, so many of the fake, years I did, yeah. fake name was the worst fake, in the dark. Fake name, you, you already, your anxiety levels are going up. And then, you know, then, then under Proposition 22, by the way, huge announcement today in the lower court's in, in, in San Francisco, um, Judge Roche struck down Proposition 22 saying it was unlawful. So just just huge announcement wow. today. Obviously, they're going to appeal that. But, you know... Um, we the, talk a the, lot about this, AB5 and the, and the PRO Act on the show. So 
Yes. I had, I had not heard that yet because I had been pretty just, busy just, working with Para today, but uh <laughs> Yeah, just 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 broke right now. Um but you know it's maybe something to report on. But back to you know, back to safety. Yes. The the money has to has they have an app, they have brilliant programmers, there is zero excuse they can't tighten up the system and all the little loopholes have to be closed, right? All of these little um you know, the, the educating the rider, we don't transport your stuff, right? We'll gladly take your luggage to the airport, but we're not going to transport your gym equipment, your, your speakers, your sound equipment, et cetera, et cetera. So um, if they don't do that and something happens again and again, and I, and I told the media, and the media said to me, Torsten, bring any story to us. We, we, we love the Lyft and Uber stories. And I said, look, it's important that you guys, you know, if it's an assault and a carjacking, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you've got to keep on running these stories because the stock right now is under $40, right? And, and as long as these stories keep on repeating, maybe someone up there, and, and you know, obviously, uh, I sh- I'd love to shake their heads, but, but it, it's, it's difficult, right? But maybe they'll start realizing that you know, in order for us to break out of that $40 threshold and, and, and start running a company because there's such poor decisions made on the top, right? And this is the workforce, right? These are the people out there, the millions of people bringing in the money. And you are not communicating with them. You are not respecting them. You are not embracing them. You're not listening to them. And if, if that doesn't change, this company is, both companies are doomed. If they believe that SoftBank or the Saudis or the big investors or their or their West Coast investors are all they need to uh, talk to. The company is done, and and you see it right now. I think I was just going to say we see it right now. I mean, there there are Uber is worldwide, yep. and um, and we already see even countries that usually would throw good after bad money at it are starting to go. Whoa, dude. I don't yes. know. Well, exactly. Well, this is, um, you know, and, and another quarter and another quarter making a loss and another quarter at a loss. And so they, they're not, Dara Koshishawi and Logan Green are, not, are afraid to talk about it. That's the number one thing they're afraid to talk about. They think the topic will go away. It's not going to go away. The topic will be in the news every single day. We just have to be the megaphone and the amplifier and, and keep the story in the, in the news because I, I, I am pre- I'm making a prediction prediction here not 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 logan green or john zimmer on the lift side but i i, I can i can foresee dara koshashaw in the near future being subbed out by someone else because the formula is not working for them no, right i think that you know after what he did with expedia obviously they just at the time letting travis go yes. it was you know it was just a big deal but i've even said to people who and you might disagree with this Honestly, I was around for all of Travis. I'd take Travis back in a heartbeat. All day. I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> I mean, I know he partied too much. I know he got hookers. I know he went to sushi bars. I know he trashed the name Uber in many countries, but he wasn't on the and, level but, but, of no, he, was a, he was a trailblazer and he paid the people, right? The, the, yes. Anyone in the channel, if you read the comments, oh yeah, under, under, under Travis, I was making money. Or, and, and, you know, I, I was one of their top recruiters and, you know, making 20, 30, 40,000 a month. But, you know, recruit, good recruiting companies earn that type of money and get paid by Apple and Google, right? So if you bring and position a person in a company, whether it's an executive or middle management or lower management or any worker, you get paid for that recruiting job, right? Dara sure. in 2019 wiped out millions of dollars and eliminated all of those referrals. So the guys, listen to this. This is interesting. And this story is breaking through the San Francisco Chronicle and another San Francisco paper next week because they interviewed all the top referrers. And we found out, you know, we all sort of had something in common that those individuals that once recruited for the company and actually were paid under Dara, uh, sorry, under Travis, correction, under Travis, um, and, and got their, um, you know, their earnings wiped out by Dara have literally all more or less become advocates or turned against the company and actually educating the driver um, what they should and what they shouldn't do, right? And now you can still make money. You can still make money in this business if you work the system and you're smart about it. But the, 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 the Travis days, and I, I agree 100% with you, I'll take Travis back all day long. But those, those days are limited, right? You know, they, they, they over 
And this guy came in to do the cleanup job, but I, I, I see him in, in the next six months, I, I can't see him um, keeping his position if the stock stays under $40. I just, it just cannot happen. No, you know and, the, and they're already lacking drivers in a lot of markets, as we all know, and the riders are back. So, and they're still charging. We just talked about this on the last podcast. They're still charging 250% and saying yes. it's because of lack of drivers, which it really baffles me. Cause like you just said, he laid off the best recruiters. Well, you yes. might have to lay off some people to make it. So you don't have to charge to, cause it doesn't make sense. You're charging. You were in a, Lyft and Uber were in a race to the bottom yeah. before the pandemic. Took- and now it's like they're in a race to see who can get up to the highest. 100%. And I mean, you just you just touched on something, right? So riders are suddenly paying more than ever. And they pissed because they 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 used to really get spoiled. I mean, they, they, they got low rates in the past. They got super five-star service and low rates. Now, a, a, a lot of those people are going out buying their own cars or actually going with private drivers. Limo companies are doing great because mm-hmm. these people are not prepared to pay 250% the, the, the price that they knew once upon a time. And, and, and the drivers, I, I had a 30-minute call with um, Wall Street Journal this morning, and he said, Torsten, what do you think the top 10 reasons are why drivers are leaving? And I said, I, 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 think, I, can, I think I can give you 10 right away. And if, if I would try right now, obviously you have the pandemic. A lot of people are still afraid to get in the car, put on the mask, or have riders get in the car and have big arguments with them because they don't want to put a mask on. So they're a little bit fearful and reluctant. They might be immune compromised. That's they, might, they might get one or two bad reviews in a day, be kicked off the platform. I talked to somebody in Philly today who that happened to. Correct. Because Correct. the because the passenger said they had a mass disagreement, which they didn't even have. And Uber won't take his video. He has da- he has dash cam video of it. Yeah. And they and, said and, we don't need it. You're kicked off. PUA, some people are still on the pandemic unemployment assistance, but a big one which we started on is safety, right? The amount of uh, stories in the media have just escalated, whether it's carjacking, Chicago, Washington, stabbings, rapes. I mean, it's gone through the roof and people are fearful, right? People are fearful. And it's it's young people too. I mean, you even did a piece on one or the the Uber Eats driver that was killed by the two two girls. And we're talking girls, Correct. We're talking. Correct. I mean, I have a son that's going to be 15 in two weeks. Correct. We're talking yeah. girls, so, little girls. <laughs> in California, you know, they spent all that money to get Prop 22, and then they said, "Okay, you're going to become independent. You're going to set your own rates with a multiplier. We're going to show you the destination filter." Well, they took that away a few months ago. So a lot of those California drivers said, "You, you took my true independence away. I'm not coming back," and they're not going to get those people back. So they wonder why they cannot get drivers. I mean, they just really have to go into these chat rooms, onto your, onto your show, onto my show, onto videos, and actually start reading the comments, which they're not doing. They're not listening to the core things. Pay us and keep us safe. Pay us mm-hmm. and keep us safe. If you can do those two, I think you'd start seeing uh, a, a drivers come back. But. Yeah. We, we, that, we, we, that, we, and a, that and even if they stick with the current no multiplier surge, just flat surge, whatever it is, Denver's yeah. a pretty good city for making money with rideshare. But as I talk about often, we know market to market, it is so different. It's Very, night and day. So, I mean, but then I've also told people who live in Boise, Idaho, your cost of living is 25% of mine. True. So Very you got to, even if you're not making as much at the end of the week, we might come out in the same right. place. And, and, you know, here in, in, in L.A., for example, yeah, you guys are making big money. But look at the rents and look at the $4. You know, I, I, I gassed up today at $4.70. Right? How, how are you going to start making profits at that money, you know, unless you, you have private clients and, you, and, you, and you're pocketing 100%. But how, how, if you have to split that 50-50 with them and then you have to pay these astronomic fees, I mean, how, how are you really going to make money in this business? So p- people have become smart and they've looked at better paying jobs and they started in the pandemic, they started exploring other opportunities or maybe starting their own little company. And uh, so those are the ones that are having difficulties getting back. I'm pretty sure they must have lost a lot of riders, alienated a lot of riders over those supersonic high rates. Mm -hmm. So, and now, you know, and, and that is supposed to be our chief executive officer. This guy knows what's wrong with the company, but is just not prepared to come in and fix it, right? He's not a good mechanic. Definitely not. 
I don't think he's a good leader, but maybe that's just me all in the, in the whole sense of it. I mean, dissect any part of Dara. I don't really see what, why I felt like Uber must've lost a bet when they took, when they lost Travis and they lost a bet and they had to take Dara. That's what it feels like now. I I like the way, (laughs) no, I like the way you just explained it because, um, you know, under Expedia, which you mentioned early on, he probably could crunch the numbers and, 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 you know, make things happen. This is a diff, this is a whole entirely different business model, right? Here here you're dealing with millions of humans around the globe um, who are making investments into cars and are following your promises, right? If you, if you break promise after promise after promise, if people believe that you're trying to shaft them with an algorithm, if people constantly believe you're trying to exploit them or extract more money out of them, eventually you wear them down and they're done. And, it, and, and once you've done that several times, once a person has been bitten multiple times, not just one time, like, am I, am I, am I going to go back and, 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 and take this abuse again? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the ones that are start staying in there are, are the ones that are probably making the money right now because they're prepared to drive during the pandemic. But I, I want to see how this thing whole this whole thing plays out in October, November. You know, yeah. are, are the people coming back that they say that will be coming back? Right. I, With P, PUANs on September six, the colleges are coming back right now. So even the littler towns where the market might appear that they have enough drivers aren't really because they're not prepared for the college crowd to come back. And and I mean, are the college crowd prepared to pay these new rates? No. You know, well, maybe a lot of it depends. I mean, a lot of them just have a credit card from their parents and yeah, and their parents didn't school them well, and therefore they just. <laughs> Another unknown factor is how long does the whole you know the whole pandemic keep going? You know what what comes yeah. off Delta like? So there's a lot of question marks out there. Uh, yeah, sure, that's not an easy thing for for a CEO uh, to navigate his company through a pandemic, but. The basics, you know, Dara and Logan, the basics, if I could look them in the face, the basics are written on the wall, right? And if you grow a company organically, if you treat your people well, they stay with you. I mean, they are, the retention level of keeping these drivers is so low, you know, people are bailing out after two weeks, after four weeks, because the writing's on the wall, man. You're not keeping us safe. Right. You, you're not or, you know, at least you're not showing us that safety is one of your main priorities. And we have to, you know, going back to that original, we started off with 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 safety. We, we have to keep the stories in the headlines every day. You know, if, if people can retweet, if people can repost um, stories on, on Facebook um, and just keep on circulating those stories. Right. Because we have we have to connect with the public. And we have to let the public know that, hey, you know what? The guys on the top still have not addressed this issue, right? Yep. Um, and, and, and those, and, the, and, and like, you know, breaks my heart when you brought it up, the girl, the girl in Phoenix. I, 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 was, I, I was horrified when I, when, when I read that story. She's pregnant. Yes. She got stabbed in the stomach, right? And um, Left behind that, a husband and three other kids. That was going to be that was going to be their fourth. I mean, I just there was a procession of drivers, but the media gave it no attention at all. The media did not, you know, and, and the, the media did not give it enough attention. Maybe it was just too, maybe it was just too horrific for the for the media. But you know, when 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 you when you have a story like that, and this is really to the drivers, if something happens to you, don't don't sit back. No. These people are waiting for your story. You go on. You go and research your local radio stations. Your and, and don't sign your rights away. I heard you say it on your video, and I agree. Don't sign your rights away. Those NDAs—they are designed to silence you. And when this guy received the NDA and said, "Can you read through all this legal paperwork?" and I said, "Let's tear it up right now," because <laughs> if you <laughs> sign this document, you you cannot talk to anyone. In fact, they would end up suing you. Right. right. So now we, we, we put so much pressure on them. I have, I've, I have four attorneys on them right now. I've got a workers' compensation attorney on them. I've got different attorneys for different. And, you know, and, and suddenly we're seeing some cooperation. Their language has changed in the last 48 hours with Lyft. First, they said, we, we don't think we can help you. And I said, OK, if you can't help us and, um, and we'll introduce you to some people. So we, intro- we, we, we have like, I think, three lawsuits filed against them for different 
reasons. And suddenly we have some cooperation because I wrote a letter as well to these guys who are handling this. And I said, all of the media are going to do a follow-up story. So let's see how you, let's, let's watch you closely how you handle this guy. Are you going to take care of his medical bills? Or are you going to assist him with his car? Because you put him in this situation. If you do not take care of this, we're going to have a second round of media. That was my personal, sorry about that. That was my personal letter to them. And I said, we're going to bring in all those reporters again. We're going to do a follow-up story and show them how caring you are. You know, I was, I was, and, 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 and the language changed. So um, I'm, I'm having a good relationship with his attorneys. I'm helping them a lot. Um, and, you know, wherever, bring your stories to me. Give it exposure or at least... Let me guide you in the right direction. Let me, let me show you who you can call, right? Because you've got to, you got to put a, a, a megaphone and an amplifier behind yeah. every story. Even, even if a girl has been sexually harassed in a car or vice versa, whatever the case is, take your story to the media. D -d -d don't be shy. Don't be shy to talk about it. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, true. Hey, I know. I really want to thank you for coming on. And I want to say that, I am. I know that the rest of the community is too, but I am so thankful for the videos you put out. I mean, you really do put out, and, and honestly, I've been watching it for years. But I think you've even grown. You've always put out good content, but lately, you're really you're not beating around the bush. You're not. Yeah. You're not. You're not like trying to make something worse than it is or better. You're just playing it real. And I know I'm not the only one that really appreciates what you're doing. I, I, I'm very grateful that you say that because I think, you know, in our journey, if we get into social media or if, if you know, in, in your job, we, we learn and we grow. We morph into other positions as well. You know, we take on multiple positions in this. You cover multiple stories. So, you know, right now, this is the topic. And I think every YouTuber has a responsibility to at least dedicate some time to safety. It, it's good to play the dash cam footage. You know, yes. the channels are showing a lot of dash cam should it be because you have a big audience. They like sensationalism. They want to see what's going on. The dash cam footage teaches you a lot. But we also, we cannot be afraid to take on these people because the fact is, ladies and gentlemen, the power is in our hands, not in their hands. There's a couple of people running the show. The true power is 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 in the workforce is it the people in the cars driving around at night driving drunk people around getting them home safely those are the people who have the true power so when you tap in your into your true power and you exercise your true power and you show up in your self-worth right we can teach these guys a lesson so we learn 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 educate turn to shows like yours tap in learn it's great to listen to different speakers it's great to open up our minds and, and grow as a rideshare community, right? And, 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 and never be silenced. Never yeah. be silenced because you're number one and, and, and you need to stand up for yourself. And I, I appreciate you giving this, this, this a voice and amplifying it as well because there's people like you and me. And if we can convince three others to do the same, you know, we, we're a growing powerful movement and we'll just keep on going until we get what we need to get, right? And that is results. Yeah. Well, I don't think I need to tell anybody, um, but I will anyway, that Torsten, we thank you for coming on the podcast tonight, but uh, you can find him on YouTube at the Rideshare, under the Rideshare Professor. You'll see his stuff. So subscribe to his stuff. You can find him on social media. Um, the guy does great things and he definitely falls in line with everything I agree with about the gig economy and what needs changes. And he has a good voice to it. So if you don't already know about him, which I'm sure you do, tune in. You know, if you, you've got great topics, let's, let's talk about them. I mean, we, we, we completely see eye to eye on these issues and then, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's truly work together and, 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 and make a difference out there. And I, I, I'll gladly come onto your show anytime. It's awesome. Fantastic. Good job. Thank, Thank you, Justin. Have a Appreciate have a good have a great weekend. You too. Have a good weekend. Take care. Be safe. Bye bye okay. then. Bye bye. Very glad to have Torsten on on the on the show this week. That was um that was a really interesting conversation with him. Um, I'm very much looking forward to having him back on. We sync up in a lot of ways. 
but especially in this safety issue. Um, I used to very much back in the day on uberliftdrivers.com pre-pandemic for years, I was a huge advocate of uh, underage riders uh, using their parents' app on Uber and Lyft. And, uh, and it was a big problem for me having a kid who wasn't in high school at the time and now is. I was very concerned with what I was seeing as a driver out there. But safety became a big issue, too, when all these drivers were being um, killed or assaulted pre-pandemic as well. And it stayed a passion of mine. And that's why I brought this up, because uh, Torsten had printed uh, or had put up some YouTube videos in a row surrounding this one specific incident. He has other ones, too. Um, and I'll put everything of his in the show notes. But... Uh, this one was just one that that grabbed him like the other one grabbed me. And so I'm very much looking forward to having him back for another podcast and maybe continuing the conversation or seeing where it goes. I do want to move into a little bit of AB5 or, or Prop 22 and what happened on Friday night. Um, before I do that, though, I want to talk to you about Curry. Okay. Curry is a last mile delivery service. Um, uh, that delivers, um, you know, to construction sites, to uh, work areas, whatever, uh, as a, you know, picking up and dropping off at a destination. So um, I'll put the link in the show notes to sign up for Curry. They were in there last night or last week. And I see, or I was told by Curry that um, a handful of you signed up and downloaded the app and really glad to hear that. So Keep it up. I mean, just like we do with all gig apps, uh, you know, it's it it's definitely one to 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 try. So, um, um, I am now ready to take my curry rides. Um, so I am going to try and do that. Hopefully, before take a few before next Monday when I have Matt Lafferty, who is the CEO founder of Curry, on the podcast. Remember, folks, Curry offers things that many app-based gigs do not. Scheduling yourself, um, hands-free loading and unloading of materials. It's a day gig. I mean, come on, guys. That's a huge one. How many, how many, how many gigs do we see as day gigs? And I'm not talking about rideshare and delivery where you just can't make the money you can at night. I'm talking about a day gig on an app-based platform like this where the only business you're making unless you're doing some kind of overnight run in an 18 wheeler or a truck but if you have a car and you're just trying to do another gig on the side with your other gigs um you know it's it's going to be local and you know how many do we see where you know most uh, probably 95 plus percent of the business is done during working hours daytime hours seven six seven a.m to like 5, 6 p.m. I mean, usually that's when most of us gig workers are starting our evening shifts to make money. So that's huge. Um, and they pay good for app-based on-demand gig economy work. And I will absolutely, after I do some runs, report on that for my market, because as we know, market-to-market makes a big difference. Um, you do not need a semi. You do not need a pickup truck. You do not need a van, etc., to drive for Curry. You can register to drive with whatever vehicle you have. Now, of course, um, you know, having a Prius, that's still a doable thing. However, you might be way more limited in the rides that you will be given. But still, they are looking for drivers with cars as well. They, this, is not, this is not campaigned at just truck drivers, semis, pickups, vans. It is geared at, hey, everybody, sign up because we'll get you some work. So what I recommend is sign up through the link in the show notes, and uh, and let's just all see how it goes. We can even communicate with each other. Um, I would love to, if you do get signed up, um, you know, get in touch with me. Maybe we'll even have some kind of raffle or giveaway where if you get signed up uh, through the link in the show, um, we'll do a giveaway once you've done, you know, um, five curry rides and can actually speak to how it worked for you. Um, we'll figure something out. I'm looking to do something cool with that anyway. But uh, again, guys, 
curry. No more pack soles. No more uh, lingering food smell in your car. And did I mention hands-free loading at pickup and hands-free unloading at destination? Because that is huge. Make sure to sign up to drive via the link in the show notes. Next week, we will get into the nuts and bolts of Curry with their CEO founder, Matt Lafferty. Okay. Um, So, Curry, folks, check into it. Now, um, let's talk just a little bit of Prop 22, and uh, then we're going to shut her down for the week. All right, guys. What happened with Prop 22 on Friday night? Um, Every news paper that follows tech, that follows the gig economy, all of that, you're going to find an article on this. And they all pretty much read the same. Um, I've read, I think I've read all of them out there. I mean, if I haven't, it's some obscure one because I've really, I've read about 25 articles now, um, at least in the mainstream media. Um, They all seem to hit the same points and, 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 you know, talk about the same things, which basically on Friday night, a judge um, in a lower court um, ruled that Prop 22 was unconstitutional. Now, um, I'm going to say this because uh, a lot of the news is missing a lot of what I went out and found both in California legislation um, and in the, in, in the California Constitution. Um, I mean, basically, I went through a lot of things that the news articles weren't quoting, and I found a lot of stuff. So um, we're going to get into a little bit this week, and uh, we're going to see how this week plays out, because I have more notes on it that I want to touch on, but I want to see what happens this week. And then after my interview with Matt I, um, from Curry next week, I will um, readdress after we've seen a week go by. Because this, you know, when it happens on a Friday, a lot of times, especially when it happens on like a Friday night, that's how AB5 was passed uh, at the end of a week on a Friday night kind of thing. Um, it just makes all the news cycles on Monday. Um, so it was around for the weekend too, but it just makes all the news on Monday. And so, you know, that adds a little bit of a odd scenario. But uh, basically, the primary argument in Prop 22 seems to be calling app-based workers contractors infringes on, legisla- on legislature right to control workers' comp. Now, this could create a precedent that um, even already exempted independent contractors might lead to all independent contractors equal unconstitutional, which is what they're saying about the Prop 22 app-based on-demand platforms. But this could even lead to the people who were carved out of AB5, between AB5 and AB2257. Um, I'm going to try and get into that a little more next week, uh, along with a few other things. But what I do want to point out that I'm not sure that you guys are hearing in every article um, because it's not in most articles. So on Friday, one thing that's not being said is that the judge pointed out, from the ca- for, quoting from the California Constitution, legislature can pass or repeal initiative, initiatives, quote-unquote, only when approved by the electors unless, unless initiative statute permits amend or repeal without the elector's approval. Okay, that's, that's going to cause a bit of an issue um, for at least the way these stories are reading. Um, the perception on Prop 22 is that the seven-eighths vote, vote clause adds restriction to what legislat- legislature can do. California already provides that restriction, people. The seven-eighths vote clause actually adds an allowance for the legislature to make a change. So, you know, it's... <laughs> basically, if you, you know, if all Uber did, 
or all the all the Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and Instacart. And remember, people, I'm I'm not pro being an employee. I am pro independent contractor. However, I have been doing this for such a long time, gig work, that I also know there needs to be a meet in the middle. What what needs to stop happening is all this wasted money in courts going to lawyers, going to the state, going, you know, Uber and Lyft and um, DoorDash and Instacart. I mean, I could do an episode on all their faults, okay, because they have a ton, okay? I'm not saying that. However, that's why they did Prop 22. That's why it passed. So the perception, again, of Prop 22, a lot of people are saying that, is that the seven-eighths vote clause adds restriction to what legislature can do. No, it doesn't. <laughs> the California already provides that, that restriction. So again, Lyft and Uber wrote that in because a lot of propositions that are wrote, people get a little skeptical on in terms of, well, you know, what do we do if this doesn't end up like it's supposed to? Um, how do we get rid of it? And in a seven-eighths, that's pretty hard. Now, because Lyft had been operating and Uber and all these companies for so long, I mean, 10 years before this finally made it to AB5 being passed, them not, you know, all that, and then Prop 22, uh, they just wanted to make sure that it's that people knew we're not going for what most propositions do, like a two-thirds vote can overturn it in the legislature. The problem there is, if you put two-thirds instead of seven-eighths, if they had put that in Prop 22, they probably would have had, I mean, add another six or seven, eight percent to the 59 percent to 40, to the 59 percent who voted for Prop 22, yes on 22, add another seven, eight percent. And you're up in the high 60s because, or you're, you know, you're near 60 because, um, or the high 60s, sorry, because you'd have people who were iffy on it saying, okay, well, if two-thirds can override it. Now, again, we're talking about California here, folks. If you make a proposition that two-thirds, and, and they do write these into propositions, that two-thirds of, you know, if the proposition says that this can be overrode, o- overridden by two-thirds uh, vote. Well, if they do that in California, that's pretty easy to do because it's not like many states where two thirds is a hard number to come up with to, to trash a proposition. Okay. So California or prop 22 and the companies involved in it literally only wrote in the seven eighths because that's California's rule. And they just wanted to reinstate that, hey, we're not even saying that two-thirds can override it. We're saying it's still going to require the California constitutional way of doing it, which is seven-eighths. Okay, so seven-eighths, by saying that, it if anything, it should have taken away from people voting for Prop 22 because they'd be like, that's going to be really hard to get out of, uh, to, to unamend if if it doesn't work out that we all don't like this. Okay, so it's a it's a problem because all peop, all the news articles are making it sound like this is the big problem. It's not. It it is not. You know, I mean seven eighths is what California says. Just because Uber wrote it in their language, they're just stating that, hey, we're gonna follow your state law here. So if you when they did this, I'm the thinking must have been there, you know, the a, the pro AB five people are going to very much come back after this, and they're going to want it gone, which we all knew. But it was actually probably a very wise move for them to write in the seven eights. And again, people, I could do an episode on each of these companies and where they go wrong. Okay, but what I'm saying is, the seven eights was just to reconfirm to people that you are voting on Prop Twenty Two, yes or no. But the seven-eighths is going to stay just like it is in California. They're not making it an easier route to get votes. They were saying, we're going to stick to California. So if you don't want to vote for it, don't. Giving it even more of a fair shot. People bring up the amount of money that they spent. Well, you know, I mean, it might have been the most 
you know, most spent proposition in California's history. However, it passed and it, you know, guys, you know, I mean, we have so many, I mean, let's go to traditional too. 59 million workers in the gig economy, traditional app based and on demand in this country is one third of the workforce. I will say that every time I need to. And if you think that going to an employee model keeps all these people's jobs, you're crazy. And if you think that Prop 22 passing wasn't legit, you're wrong. Because 85% of the people who do rideshare, though I don't know about delivery service specifically, but I very much know about rideshare, 85% of the people who do rideshare um, voted yes on 22 because they work 25 hours or less a week as extra income that they need, though, too. Some people don't, but some people do. They have a 30-hour-a-week job, um, and they do 20, 15 to 25 hours on the rideshare platforms, and that makes the income they need to live and to be able to afford everything. So it's not like we can just say, well, we're just going to go to full-time employees because a lot of the – I mean, if 85% of the people are 25 hours or less and they all voted yes on Prop 22, it's <laughs> – we already know. You don't need to bring a brain surgeon. We already know where the, what the people want, not just the people doing these jobs, but even the people of California who voted on it. Even if they've never drove Lyft or Uber, they voted yes on it because they saw down the road what this would be. An end of independent contractors and a requirement for everybody to be employees. And if you really do that math in your head, I mean, if if, if it happened, if if, if this happened and got done, just like the traditional ICs who are out of work in California still do to AB5 who didn't get carve-outs, the app-based people would all be placed in that now. Would Uber and Lyft leave California? I don't know. Would they create a franchise model? I don't know. If they stay under a franchise model, would you become an employee? Yep. You'd have a schedule. No more acceptance rates because you would do every ride they said or else you're fired. And rates would go way up for passengers. Um, Pay rate for drivers really wouldn't go up that much because most of the drivers I talk to, and I talk to a ton, um, they need flex, but they also prefer it. They don't want a health care and a, a floor payment because we all know where that leads, that the ceiling payment becomes the floor. They're the one and the same. Okay. Um, uh, for now, app-based on-demand gig companies will stick to Prop 22 until, until appeal court. So the appeal court is coming up um, probably in the next couple months. And regardless of the outcome they will uh, at the appeal court, they will stick with it until the Supreme Court ruling. Because, folks, for Prop 22 to get overturned, the appeal court might rule, but then it's still going to need to go to the Supreme Court, and these gig companies are going to make sure it does. And don't forget, when AB5 became a law, these app-based gig companies did not follow the new California law. In fact, after its first court date regarding, regarding not following AB5, Uber and Lyft threatened to leave California or franchise model. California needed these companies, so it temporarily ruled in favor of app-based gig companies until the November 3rd vote on Prop 22, which everybody seemed to accept whether you're for AB5 or against it, everybody on both sides seemed to accept, okay, this is fair. We're going to vote on Prop 22 in the November election. This is fair. Um, so everybody was that, and everybody was pushing it. You know, the pro-AB5ers were saying, vote no on 22. The anti-AB5ers were saying, uh, vote yes on 22. And they both had their chance. They both were making their arguments. And... In the end, Prop 22 
won with a yes vote of 59% to 41% in California. And that's the the stats that I'm picking up today from articles. If I remember right, it was 59% to like 39% because there was a 2% uh, that wasn't calculated, must have been people that didn't didn't check either way on Prop 22. I don't know. Um, But again, it seems like 39 being moved to 41 just made it look a little better, and 59 and 41 make an even 100. Not everybody voted on Prop 22, so um, that probably isn't right. But we know the 59 is right. And as of now, um, it's a very dicey situation, and it's almost left to how, you know, looking at it, how do you feel about it? You know, because really, they've they've been Uber's been to court. Court said you need we'll leave the state. Okay, keep continuing till November third, but that's going to be it. That's going to be the vote. That's going to be what decides it. November third, overwhelmingly, Prop Twenty Two passes. Then now we're seeing, well, no, we need to get rid of Prop Twenty Two. I mean, what happened? You know, and they're saying that it's the seven eighths thing or that it's unconstitutional. We're going to address the unconstitutional part next week. Um, but I did address the seven eighths thing this week. So anybody listening who has a problem with, well, they said they changed it and said seven eighths. They didn't change anything, people. That is in the California Constitution. So that is just what it is. And Uber clarified it in their proposition or all these companies. Now, that said, again, I could sit here and rip on these companies all day. And I've had Willie Solace on a few times, three times, in fact. And him and I have had very good discussions. We are very respectful of each other. Um, You know, on social media, if you say one thing or the other, you get trolled by the other side. It's too bad we just can't have nice discussions about this because why get everybody so heated that it, 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 it's just, in the end, everybody getting this mad is just costing everybody more money. And if you think it's just the corporations, you're wrong. Because it is costing you in tax money, too. Because this court case that will drag on forever, if you think that pays for itself, it doesn't. Okay? So we'll see. We'll have to see. Um, I'm going I'm to try, try and talk about the unconstitutional part a little bit next week. And I'm also going to try and, um, well, I'll leave it as a surprise, but we, we may have some insight on why this happened uh, a little more. But for this week, um, we're going to leave it there. Uh, I, I do want to talk to you guys real quick here before I let you go on some upcoming guests on the podcast. Okay. Uh, we were, again, we were, we were very happy to have the Rideshare Professor Torsten this week. Um, thank you for coming on. Looking forward to having you back. Next week, um, we have Matthew Lafferty, CEO, founder of Curry.com. Uh, the week after, we have Chad, the gig economist, whose new YouTube and other social media handle is now at GigTube, people. Um, if you do Chad, the gig economist, it'll probably, it, I know on YouTube it still comes up, um, but you'll see that his new handle is at gig at gig underscore tube, or um, I think that's it. But regardless, uh, he has changed the name from Chad the Gig Economist to uh, GigTube as his handle. So make note of that. Um, shout out to Chad. What up, Chad? Um, uh, the week after, we have David Pickerell, CEO, founder of Para, who I've been working with since the very beginning of the pandemic when we were helping people with PUA and the CARES Act and Project Sense. And um, at the time, that was autonomy.jobs, but it turned into Para, and I stuck with David and have always um, appreciated everything he has to say and, and his knowledge on the gig economy. Uh, most of you might not know that David was a operations manager for Uber in Las Vegas. So he has some insider info, too, and was kind of sickened by the corruption. Um, so that was a big portion of why he left. Um, and so we've been just so glad to have him as a voice. Now, 
I want to tell you guys one more thing I'm doing. Um, every Friday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, for the next three Fridays, I will be dropping a bonus episode, okay? It will only be a, uh, an, an interview, an intro, an interview, and then done. Um, but so Friday, August 27th, September 3rd, and September 10th, we will have bonus episodes that will drop at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. On the 27th, we have Ke- Kelly Coghill, a Philadelphia um, rideshare driver who is making more now than pre-pandemic and not just because of having constant rides like we've been talking about on the podcast. He is actually making more money and the rate card um, for driving Uber X, X and Lyft did not change for him. So he's making the same per minute, same per mile. So... Um, He's going to have a good story for us. That's Friday, September, or August 27th, this Friday. Um, Friday, September 3rd, we, had, we have Ed Van Ness. Um, Ed is a, uh, has been a taxi driver, or was, for over 20 years. Um, he did uh, most of his driving in Broward County, Florida, um, and then he moved up to New York City, where he did it for a little bit, but now he does um, a radio show, and uh, we're going to have him on because if you know and if you've heard me uh, um, or seen me on social media asking, I've been looking for somebody who's a New York City cab driver or medallion owner to come on to the program, New York City specific. I, I'm not talking about taxi cabs around the country. Um, I know they've all suffered their share of, of being you know hit, but the medallion holders were hit more than anything. And it's actually, to me, it's a totally different story than any other city um, where cab drivers, indus- where the taxi industry has been majorly affected. Okay? But... Um, Ed Van Ness is going to come on. He does a um, he does a, sh- a radio show every Sunday morning in New York for taxi drivers, and he has uh, he has a uh, online radio station too as well. And we're just going to talk to him a little bit about the medallion thing. It doesn't have anything to do with um, anything else. It just has to do with how far in these people got. And that's going to be on Friday, September 3rd, 7 p.m. Friday, September 10th, 7 p.m. Um, well, I don't want to announce it yet because that's going to be a special one. Because the following Friday, September 17th, Jason Thierry from the Gig Economy Podcast and I will be joining two of the hosts on TNC Radio. That's tncradio.live out of Houston. And we will be doing um, every Friday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time, 7 to 9 p.m. Mountain time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central time, and 9 to 11 Eastern time. It will be a live show every Friday, and we will be having call-ins and discussions about just anything. So we'll be getting you more information over the next few weeks on that, but watch for it. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. And... uh Always happy to do some podcasting with Jason, or some uh, radio, I guess, in this case, with Jason. And uh, looking forward to working with the two guys over at TNC, too. This is going to be, I think, a very fun project, and we will keep reminding you guys to tune in. That said, that's it. That's a week. Um, Remember, uh, check the show notes, find the Curry app, and sign up. Sign up, sign up. Download the app and sign up. And if you do it through the link I'm providing, I don't know what it is yet. Hopefully, I can announce this next week when I have Matt, the CEO of Curry, on. But I want to do some kind of giveaway for the people who sign up under the link I'm providing um, at some future date. So maybe I can have that all solidified. Until then, everybody go out. Have a great week. Enjoy yourselves. Um, you know, school's back in session, so... Uh, most schools are back in normal session. My son's is. So it's a whole new adjustment to 
not having to be home all the time. It's the first nice, really big adjustment, not my son being at school and not with me, but I'm happy for him to be in school. But it's the first big adjustment in a positive way since the pandemic began, I feel like. And uh, it's a it's a big move back to reality. Anyway, that said, um, be careful, be good to each other. Um, and we will see you back here next week on the rodeo. All right. Peace.